Hi, and welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis. How is everyone doing out there? Well, I hope you guys are truly doing well and that you are continuing to find a way to embrace the opportunities and challenges that this year we call 2020 is bringing us. Well, today's episode is a first for us. We're bringing you both a video and an audio episode. So when you finish listening and you're like, I can't get enough of them, I must see the visual, you can head on over to our YouTube channel, which will be linked in the notes of this actual episode. So today I'm joined by Mike Johnson. And if you're thinking, Mike Johnson, hmm, is that the guy from The Bachelorette? Ding, 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 you win a prize. Well, not a tangible prize, but you do get to hear a great conversation that I had with Mike recently about authenticity, why he smiles so much. We're talking about his new book, Making the Love You Want, and so much more. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Looking to add a little sparkle to your wardrobe? Or do you just need some new eye candy to jazz up that next Zoom call? Well, look no further. Perfect Match Jewelry offers amazing nickel and lead-free necklaces, earrings, bracelets, rings, and more, all for $5. That's right, $5. View and shop their selection at perfectmatchjewelry.com and learn about special promotions and new releases by following them on Facebook and Instagram. Happy shopping! All right, welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and I am so excited on two fronts today. One, for this amazing conversation that I'm about to have, and two, because this is the very first time that we are offering you all a video podcast interview. So, yes, yes, so let's get, my guest today is Mike Johnson. He's an Air Force vet member of the Bachelor and Bachelorette Universe, Global Smile Ambassador, and now author of Making the Love You Want. Welcome, Mike, to the Girl Podcast. Thank you. I love that intro right there. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you for I think I'm a hype man in my second life, so. I know, like, I think that could be like a real thing. Like, little John, I don't know what little John doing. Right, if you need me, look, if you just need somebody on your book tours to show up and be like the virtual hype man, call me up. I mean, we might can work that out. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started. Um, So for those people out there in the audience who may not know you, can you start by talking about your journey and really how traveling to so many countries during your time in the Air Force influenced the person you are today. Absolutely. And I love that you said traveling because traveling is quite honestly the makeup of my brain and how I became the man I am today, 100%. But I'm just a regular guy from uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, who uh, joined the Air Force. And after the Air Force was in a relationship and, you know, got my heart broke and a friend of mine said, hey, you should try for this show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was, I was a financial advisor at the time. That little show was called uh, The Bachelorette, the season 15, last year, 2019. And I had never watched the show before, but I had heard of it. Um, decided, I'm like, I don't got nothing else to do. 
I'll try out. <laughs> I was completely myself on the show. And, you know, I think people resonated with that. I think I have a personality that is, I, I will speak my mind, but never in a, a disrespectful manner. But I have right. a tendency to speak my mind. And then uh, after coming off that show, I went on another show and still didn't find love. And then I decided to write a book on uh, Love is All About the Power from Within. Awesome. Well, you have an extraordinary compassion for people and helping them to be better humans. What would you say really drives that? Uh, thank you for that, firstly. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it makes me feel good, too. I think that when we can help someone else, it makes us feel good individually, right? Mm -hmm. make, when I say, when I acknowledge the cashier, right? And you know, say, how are you? And I look at them intently and with respect and with, as a human being, they feel that they were seen that day. And so it makes me feel good. And I know that I made them feel good as well. So I think right. it's a win-win situation. Right, right. Yep. And that compassion is so needed, like right now and during these times. Um, so many people, I've said to a number of people that I know that like this time with COVID is really showing people to be them true their true selves and those that are like amazing and compassionate people those people are shining absolutely i agree with that completely yeah. we all we all should and i say should even though it needs to be we all must do it but we all should wake up wanting to be a vessel of light for someone else you know because we may meet we may need that light as well one day and like you said it's COVID times right now, the world is crazy. Uh, we got leadership struggles. We got, you know, all kinds of struggles within our, our country right now in America. And I think that by having compassion, you can literally lead other people without even trying to lead other people, right? Mm -hmm. And we can do that on all levels. You don't have to have a, an influence like I have on a, on a, from a number scale. Uh, we can all lead and I just look at it from a small scale. My mom and my sister, how am I giving them compassion? How are they showing me compassion? And then, you know, that breathes onto other people as well. And it's just, I think it's a good thing. I think more people should do it. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do. I just think, yeah, there's been a lot of ugliness over the last, gosh, like these last three or four months and just people just being people. And, you know, and I definitely believe if you, you know, when they show you who they are, believe them. Yes. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though we try to give, you know, chances, but I'm like, my God, like how many chances do you actually need to show me that you do not care about other people? Kyra, I tell my, uh, tell my friends, my, my homies and my lady friends that go on dates with people, I'm like, your date will tell you who they are. You just got to listen. Mm -hmm. like you just They will say exactly who they are. It's going to come out. But it's <laughs> up to us to listen to it, right? And exactly. Not it, you know? That is so true. So now you are referred to as a global smile ambassador. And you do have a million dollar smile, which I know I'll get flat from, from a lot of people. Yes, people, <laughs> I am married, but I have eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> now, have this has this always been the case? Have you always been such a positive person? Well, I think first I got to shout out to your husband. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your husband. <laughs> um, I have always been someone with ambition. I have always been someone who 
well, if you tell me no, I'm gonna find a way to do it. And so to me, that makes me smile. That in, in and of itself, that makes me happy, right? And then I would say, I actually broke down uh, of just pure depression. Uh, one time, a few years ago, after a relationship, I was home for 10 months. Didn't work, I quit my job. I, I mean, I didn't go out, I would order pizza in. Like, thankfully I had a savings account that became dwindled and that's why I had to leave the house again. So I was broken down really, really bad. And the only way that that smile came from me was what I'm about to tell you now. I realized that I'm in a way selfish. Like if I wanna, if I wanna smile, the most genuine way I know to smile is to make somebody else smile. Mm. Is to show somebody else love. Is to, you know, appreciate someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like a loving partner. It could be, it could be my pizza man. Like, hey, bro, thank you. That was, it was, the food was super high. And, and, and give him a genuine compliment or give her a genuine compliment, right? right. And then when they smile, I'm like, oh, what's up? All right, cool. You know, and it makes me smile in return. So ever since then, it's like comedy. Comedy for comedians is medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Most comics have gone through a really bad times in their life. And they realize, when they hit rock bottom, I just got to laugh about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Then they can make other people laugh. And it's just, it's the best medicine. Right. No, that's so true. I mean, I think like what you said, obviously, I'm a big um, advocate of mental health and mental wellness, as I know you are. And um, like you said, having sort of that um, 10 month period of being um, in depression, you know, I think uh, as we were just talking a little bit before we started, when I started Glow Up Girl, it was literally because I think I was probably getting to a place of almost having my own breakdown. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just going, 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 and I was putting other people before me. And I was just, I was in this spiral of always trying to make sure I didn't let other people down, but I was letting myself down. And I finally, you know, reached out to a therapist, found a therapist who shout out to Dr. Corey. Woo-hoo, she always gets a shout out. There you go, shout out. Um, shout out. And, <laughs> and she is, you know, I remember going into her office and she asked me, like, why was I there? And I said, oh, you know, I'm, I feel overwhelmed. And, you know, and she, you know, she listened, which I always tell people too, that's the sign of a good therapist is because like she listened and she let me think I was there for the fact that I was overwhelmed. <laughs> and, um, and I thought like, oh yeah, I'm on to something. But yeah. she pulled out, she pulled out the good old feelings wheel, which in turn sort of starts you on this outer wheel of like how you feel you feel overwhelmed well let's get to the core of why you feel overwhelmed so the the driving force is that you're afraid so and i was like uh, afraid or sad and i'm like wait what i'm not afraid but it really was that i was afraid to let other people down like with my job i had all these people counting on me in my personal life all these people counting on me and i didn't realize that i was carrying that so heavily so she was like yep i let you come in here little girl you thought that's what you were um what that the problem was but then it really just came down to the fact that i didn't have boundaries I don't, I wasn't setting boundaries where I was prioritizing myself. 
and, and so definitely need it. yes and you don't even think about it because you've been in that wheel of like despair is what i call it now <laughs> and just doing the same thing it's insanity just doing the same thing and thinking that i was going to get yes. a different result Mm -hmm. And now I actually, I have those boundaries. I'm quick to say, hmm, let me think about it. Or if I don't want to do something, I just say, you know what? I, I appreciate the offer, but I really, I can't do that. So um, it's definitely like so important. Like, you know, people just think there, ha there has to be some type of a, like a bit that causes you to sort of spiral. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a period of time. Right, it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely over a period of time, 100%. That's why, again, self-love is my focus, you know, making the love that you want, right? It's yeah. it all it's all about you for, in order to be good at somebody else and, and make those other people happy like you want to, yeah. you gotta make you happy first. Yes. You oh gotta God. make the core happy, you know? Yeah. I feel like you and Dr. Corey, y'all talking? Because those are... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely the principle that I I got and like you said it's if if I'm not the best Kyra and I don't love Kyra then I can't be anything for anyone else because so I'm true. going to be like in a spiral as myself so now so on, on that note now so obviously you are you are an influencer out there in the social media world so you uh, have a lot of people following you a lot of people talking to you and you are you are very engaging on instagram so i am I yep am. you always um yes last night i saw you out there at the what do they call it thing where you're like flying doing the what was oh, that uh, last night? I, um, I, I fly. I fly. Yeah. So, I was like, what do you call that thing? I've seen it on TV. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> I know that, you know, you, you always give a very positive message to people. Okay. But I'm sure sometimes you get back some negativity. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. <laughs> you generally, you generally don't address people like on your IG story. But there was a, a story one day where you were talking about Black Lives Matter, and someone did um, use a bad word. Uh, yeah. Put it out there. <laughs> you were like, yeah. oh, "Nope." How do, yeah. how do you how do you deal with that? Because um, I'm sure you get it more often than what we see. Uh, yeah, I get it a whole lot. So, uh, you you were super sweet in how you delivered that. Somebody, I'm gonna I'm I'm keep it all the way one hundred. But you Somebody, can be real, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it all the way one hundred. Somebody had called me the N word with the ER, and uh, they use it in a derogatory manner. And th the reason that I even posted about it was simply because it didn't bother me no more, mm -hmm. and that's the issue. That is the issue that our young people need to know that, like, yo, you can't be saying this to somebody. For example, a, a, a man to a woman, me calling her a B. And if she doesn't become, if she's used to it, that's a bad thing. Right. You know, we don't, if if I call my sister fat, right? If, if it doesn't, if it literally doesn't bother her no more, it's because she's been numb to it because she's been called it so much, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been, since being, and having some form of some form of fame on TV per se, 
everything to be used against me. Mike is this, Mike is that, Mike is this, Mike is that. I walk outside, somebody say, Mike trying too hard. It's like, what? But I spoke on the N-word piece specifically because I don't want people to become silent about the way that they are talked to, right? I don't want people to feel that they are becoming a victim by speaking on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, it, it was my it was my way of when I posted about it, it was my way of taking back my power and be like, yo, you're not gonna call me or my people a N word whatsoever. You would definitely not say it in front of my face. We already know right. that, you know, internet trolls. But yes. since they are so blessed to not have to step in front of my face, let's <laughs> say like that. They uh. I just had I, t- I will take everything and make a positive out of it and the reason being is because you could never taint my character right that's something that is within me to do my attitude is upon me now i can you can make me emotional in some regard but the way i react to it is completely how i dictate and yes. so therefore i took that i know that my audience is probably like 95 percent caucasian and there's nothing wrong with that i was on a caucasian show and so therefore I took it as I'm gonna teach my audience that this is not cool. Right. And, and you I'm- know, and that's that's what you have to do. I mean, that is so important, especially I mean, all the conversations that have been had since George Floyd. I mean, obviously we've lived this is every day for us. That's what I told people that I worked with. I was like, look, it's not a fleet this is not fleeting and this is not a moment for black people. Like right. I am black every day I wake up. Um, at 24 7 every time I get in the car I am black <laughs> I was like and I'm dark skinned so I'm definitely like real black <laughs> so it's like yes like we we can't just have the conversations in the moment or the conversations that you feel okay with having like you have to be if you want to start it and you want to be a true ally you got you gonna get all of this like correct we, we giving it all out like right. when someone fight someone uses the n-word when someone is you know pulls you over you know i had so many people like i was telling stories of like just you know being fearful of the police myself and you know and they were like oh well you're 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 a girl you you know i mean i was like uh but i have been in a i was probably early 20s and I just like my husband and I were dating at the time and we he had like one of those old cars that had the rims on it. Hey, and, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and you know, and it's so funny because it's like my husband is like the total like opposite of what that car says to uh-huh. most people. And uh-huh. so we would always get pulled over like all the time. And I was just like, man, uh, uh-uh. can you please get rid of this car? I mean, because we were like followed from one county in like, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Atlanta, but like no, Fulton no. County is like Atlanta, Cobb is like Smyrna. We were driving on the interstate from like Cobb. The line was like here, we were here and the police had followed us all the way down as we were getting to the line. And then just as we were gonna cross, the lights come on. And that was like the 10th time that we have been pulled over in his car and asked, you know, the same questions. Let me see if, you know, license and drive, you know, um, insurance and all that registration. And so I told him, I said, please, 
let's just sell this car. Can you sell this car? Because I just, I don't know what's going to happen if you keep this car. And so then I got a Mitsubishi, a Mitsubishi Mirage. Now, if anybody know, that's like, you know, let it, you, you didn't take that car from anybody. Like I bought this. Yeah. It, was, it was my first car that I paid for out of college. So I was proud and I'm driving and we're coming back from the movies and we get pulled over and i get asked to provide like a proof of purchase whatever the thing bill of sale or whatever i have to produce all these documents just so they know that i bought this car that costs like maybe fifteen thousand dollars and i'm just sitting there like really and so you know so there have been those moments and they're not all like i'm joking about it now but like they're not always nice when they pull you over and have those conversations. Oh, no. I definitely know they're not always nice to you. They think they have a, a different, they act as if they're not a human being like we are as well. And yeah, and it's like, it's not, yes, of course I know. I'm not saying, I know it's not all police. Like it's not, they're not all, they're not put in a bucket, but those have just been some of the experiences that, you know, that I've had. And so I was trying to tell, you know, people that I was trying to make, especially white people aware that that this is why people are fearful this is why i cringe when i see the police drive up on me and you know and then i got pulled over for speeding which i was i was speeding to the grocery <laughs> store i was going to the grocery store which I, got, I was <laughs> i was i took you know he pulled me over he said ma'am he was like where are you going i was like oh, i'm just going right here to the Publix." and he said well you know you're speeding i said i am and i you know and i was like sitting like this and he was like okay well and it was a white young white cop he said pull um give me your license and registration and i was like okay well i'm gonna have to get it out of my purse and it's yeah. right here and he yeah. was like okay and i was like no no but i'm just saying i just want you to know that like i'm going to reach over and get and he was looking at me like okay lady but and i even told him i said but you could understand why right i said i i, I said i appreciate your professional and like he gave me a warning because i think he probably thought oh my god she's on edge right now <laughs> yeah let this woman live let her live <laughs> but you know but it's just you know so yeah it's not it's not all but it's just those it's it took you know like yeah 11 times <laughs> and you would form an opinion of how you are going to be treated and so you know so i think that i those conversations have to keep happening and i think by you even by you addressing that it helps it, it doesn't let the feed go back to being normal Correct. like you're not gonna be comfortable just going back and posting the stuff that we've been posting now we're gonna still talk about brianna we're gonna still talk about these same things like <laughs> i i like to let mine creep up every now and again in the post That's how they do on mine. i think what <laughs> today monday i think Last Thursday, I said something about Breonna Taylor on my IG story. I'm like, we still here. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely still here. We, yeah. we haven't left. We're not going to leave. Yeah, so. we didn't forget. And, you know, and it's interesting to, you know, you have those people that fought. Like, I have a small, limited, like, um, following on my personal account. So, like, you know when people unfollow. It's not hard for me to see. And I'm like, oh, wow, you can't take me fighting for um, equal rights. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they they help they helping you out. They yeah, I'm like out. carry on. Well, now, no, I, I also I can see when my when I following drops off by by per thousand. Right, and it does. 
And I'm like, and it normally happens because I've spoken proudly about what should and shouldn't happen. Right. And I give no crap about how, how I feel about it either. Like, if you want to unfollow me because I don't want my future child to have to, the, the stories that you just told in regards to driving in a car, the stories I could tell about, you know, riding in a car, you know, driving in a car, or mm -hmm. is someone calling my child the N-word or this or that. If I, as a black man, I'm scared to wear a hoodie at nighttime, yeah. I should be able to speak about that. And if you unfollow me for that reason, I'm, oh, well, bye. Right, right. Yep. Now, I'm sure on the other side of this one type of conversations that happen in your DMs, there's also the other conversation that happens where you probably get asked out on dates, where you get advice about who you date as well. Yes. Yeah. So do you do you actually do you answer DMs? Like what do you what do you do? Um, I appreciate that because there's always more than one facet, right, to a DM. Uh I do. I am I'm not gonna say I answer every single one, but I try mm -hmm. to answer like 50 a day. Uh -huh. Um and especially if 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 they're funny, if it's a funny DM, <laughs> uh, a really short funny DM, like uh you can't wait. You can't spell quarantine without U R L Q T. I've gotten that one a lot. <laughs> uh, just oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, they just creative. I've seen girls like they'll put like Steph Curry shooting shots. Uh, nice. You know, they shoot my shot. Like they, if they creative and funny, I'll definitely probably respond. The funniest <laughs> one I've seen is uh, where a woman will she'll send me a screenshot. Let me see if I can show you. It'll be a screenshot of this right here. Just like a blank, a blank keyboard or a blank uh, uh -huh. your, like for you to put your phone number in. She was like, hey, can you fill out this survey, please? <laughs> right. That's just, those are, those are funny to me. I oh my gosh. Yes, that's that's uh, good though. <laughs> yeah. If you creative, I got to give you love. I got to show you a prize. Right. <laughs> I bet it probably really makes those people, you know, it makes their day when you respond yeah. back. But then sometimes some people be low key be getting mad at me like if I don't continue to respond. I'm like, look, what you, I'm like a brother responding. Come on now, don't be. Don't, what you getting mad at? You like, look, we didn't match or anything. Like we're not dating. Yeah, yeah like, I'm getting mad. My bad. They're like, are we? Oh, we're. I'm in a relationship with him because he answered me. Yeah, I'm like, man, you you gonna mess it up for everybody? I ain't gonna respond to nobody. Stop. Stop. So, ladies. If you're out there and you have slid into Mike's DMs, if he answers, just take that answer, girl. Take it. <laughs> yeah, face value for that direct soul answer. Because, <laughs> exactly. Because here's the truth of the matter is that if you're interested, you would keep, you will come back to them. 100. Yes. 100. Thousand percent true. Let him chase you, ladies. <laughs> Believe me, I'm, I'm. I will definitely do it. I will definitely do it. See, I will there. definitely come. I've uh, posted on my stories before. It was some funny video of like this dude in the car going <laughs> going like that. In my story, I said, uh, "When is Monday?" And your crush still ain't uh, responding to your DM. So I'd be like. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, and every look, every woman in the DM is like, "But I will respond." <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, baby, you ain't the one I was trying to, you know, 
that. It's not you. It's not you. Nothing personal, but it wasn't you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so now let's move into talking about your book, of but, which I am ready for my copy to land in my mailbox here, like soon. Um, so I feel like it's like a framework or a toolkit to learning to better love yourself. It is 100%. I like the way you put that. It's a toolkit. It is. And the reason it's a toolkit is because you need a toolkit to build a house, right? And once the house is built and the house is sturdy, you may not need every single tool no more, right? But there are things that happen within that house over time to where you might need the hammer right quick. You might need the leveler right quick. Uh, you might need the screwdriver right quick. That just like in our life, you and I, may both be extremely loving of ourselves, know our, that we need boundaries, know that we need forgiveness and acceptance and compassion. But we live in this thing called life to where something may end or will happen to where we need that pick me up. We need that tool to go ahead and use that tool right quick to give back, to bounce back to where we once were. Mm -hmm. And so this book, Making the Love You Want that I wrote is, you could read it one time through, or you can just pick it up and go to your favorite section that you need right now. Mm. You can go to your favorite mantra and say, literally, I, I don't want to say none of the mantras right now because I'm going to get all hype. I'll say my mantra. <laughs> it's going to say it with your chest. And I'm going to have to like, you know, that's how my mantras work. But uh, And the exercises within a book, it's that's what that's why it's a toolbox. That's why it is because there's mm -hmm. each and every single one for a different topic when it comes to when it pertains to self love. There, it's so many different facets to it. It's not just one piece of it, right? And the beauty of it is, I know you said you had got married and you're younger, twenty. So what you like twenty four right now, right? Yes. But you you've met with a doctor in regards to learning boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not something that we learn from day one. You know, right. we only learn about things as we progress in life. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I'm young, I'm not the oldest person in the world. I'm not the most wisest person, but I've taken my set of experiences and being around the world and having been in love and having been, you know, done things that I shouldn't have done to where the cops should have pulled me over. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to put that my heart into the book. There are things in this book that my mom literally doesn't know yet. We got to have a conversation still. Oh, ooh. Uh, yeah, we got to have a conversation. <laughs> you know, the, the, the clock is ticking. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm like, oh, mama, oh. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you uh, you raised me well, right? <laughs> I know, like, mom, this, this did, you know, those things had to take place for this to happen. So. Exactly. It's growth. It's called it's growth, sir. It yeah. is. It is definitely. That so. is so funny. I think that is so um, something you said as far as like, especially like when you grow up. I mean, like I grew. I'm from the deep south. Um, I mean, I'm from South Georgia. Like, south you could, Georgia. you could do this, and you miss my whole town. You'd be like, wait, what? So it's like how you're raised. I mean, I remember even having the conversation with my parents about going to therapy. And it was like this immediate, almost like they felt like they had done something wrong. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, well, yes, a lot of who we are has to do with 
our experiences from being a child and a lot of the things that trigger us i mean some of those things do i mean but i realized that my parents did the best that they could at that time and so now it's for me to be able to do better you know like we didn't grow up talking about self-love you know we didn't talk about self-love and how important it was for you but there were kids i mean there were a lot of kids that i knew like they had confidence out the wazoo like I can already tell those kids were being taught at home that you are, you know, you are a superstar. You are da da da. I mean, my parents were just more modest, like come from middle class class background, you know, they were like, work hard, you know, go to college, get an internship, get a job, you know, know how to take my dad, know how to take care of yourself, Kyra. You don't need a man for that. And, you know, so those were the things that I always like heard in my head was that, you know, I must I must go to college. I must not taint myself. <laughs> I must not, you know, I must get out of school before I date. I mean, I didn't start dating for real until I met my husband. Oh, wow. And then that came with a letter to my dad that said, I have a boyfriend because I was wow. so scared to like actually like say to him because he would call and then I'll always be out like at you know Best Buy or you know things that uh, that a man probably enjoys more than <laughs> and my dad would call and he's like I mean why are you always at the Best Buy or at these computer stores and I was just like oh well I was just looking for like some new stuff for my apartment and, and so finally I was just like okay I cannot I have to write this letter and I literally literally wrote the letter to my dad and then I waited because I was like well I know he got the letter is he gonna call <laughs> and, he just, and he like never um never like he we it was sort of this unspoken like okay daughter um because i always tell my siblings i'm the favorite child of my dad we know this Um, y'all know y'all know bow down bow down exactly we all know who's the favorite and it's kyra so i mean so you know it's it's those things like that you know when you when you grew up and it's just different times and so like the things that you'll share with your mom like she will be she will be receptive of them because of who you are today correct Correct. Correct. <laughs> but I'm still that person should be. I think it's still gonna be fun. It's still gonna make for a good story. <laughs> it is. I, I should. I should record her after she reads certain sections and get her yes. natural reaction. Yeah. She'll be like, Mike. No, she don't call me by my government name, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the full. You know, you're gonna get the full name. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> Like my, my mama, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, so I know you said that you have mantras in your book and that you don't want to share just yet. But if you if you had to say um, there were a few of the key messages in your book, um, what are they and why do you feel they are really important for today? The key, I'll say this because the cover of my book is out, right? Uh-huh. and make me love you want covered and on the book there's a reflection like after the letters there's a reflection right and mm-hmm. i talk about in a few examples there's something that i have with a mirror and i believe that 
and it's a tattoo that I have as well. I believe that reflections are huge. I believe that reflections don't lie. And I believe that we must be introspective mm -hmm. in order to reflect so that we can soar and grow. And so I will say that that was probably the biggest one. It's okay. definitely a reflection of self. Definitely. So. I, we like that here. <laughs> we like that. That's, yeah, we like that <laughs> that's great. No, that is great. I mean, it is just like you're so right. It's just about like the growth and being able to see yourself. Like so many people just can't see inside. And and it's like, how do you expect to ever grow? Like even now, just during COVID, like my my you would say my mantra has been that you know i said i agree with everybody who said 2020 wasn't the year we knew we needed because it is definitely like i i, I don't like i of course the reasons and the way we got here my heart aches for people that have the people who have lost family members and for people who've had to actually experience coronavirus but for what it has given me back in my life, uh, 10 years of no balance, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yes, I'll work from home. Yes, yes. I'll take this, you know, I, and I told people, I'm like, we will never, ever, ever probably in our lifetime get this moment again. Like, this is a moment that it is like, you should be like, you know, everybody doesn't, you don't have to start a business. You don't have to write a book. I mean, it might just be sitting at the table doing puzzles every week or that might be your, your, your way to stock up on happiness, right? Exactly. But it's definitely a moment to take back, to take back our, like our lives. I mean, like I was just like, oh my God, like, I was getting up at 4 30 to work out every day just so i could get to my office at like 7 15. that's crazy <laughs> right that's, yeah you know that uh there's a, a ig post that i saved before you know how you can save ig posts or whatever uh -huh, uh -huh. it said we are the only people not not just you me as men and women or just americans but just in the history of people right mm -hmm. we're the only people that you know, wake up via a device to go to a place and, and walk on a, on a treadmill to come back home, deal with the dailies of life before going to work, sit in traffic, be at work for eight to 10 hours, come home, sit in traffic, give that feeling off to a spouse and then go to bed only to start it over again. Yeah. And then, and then when you have your weekend, you don't want to, you you can't even like live your life. Right. Well, it's the only time in history that that has happened, right? And so I agree with you that 2020, at first it was probably like, well, what do I do? You know, right. now it's like, <laughs> I can live. That's what I do. Yes. Know? Oh my God. Like, yes, I, it's just like somebody took the, the, the blinders off. off my eyes because I'm like, wow, like I can sleep. I sleep till 630 now. Yeah. I work out. Then I, you know, casually saunter down to my desk to there start the day. I, I spend like time 
spend time with the puppy. You know, I mean, yes, my puppy, we're going to, me and my puppy and I, we're going to be a whole mess whenever I do go back to somebody's job because he is so accustomed to being right here. I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be an entire nightmare. Dogs are not going to be happy. Mm -mm, they're not going to be happy. Not at all. But like at 12 o'clock, I go work out. I do Peloton every day at noon versus sitting at my desk. And yeah. I'm just like, and, and, and I was already, because I'm a night owl, so I don't go to bed anyway until about like one o'clock. And I was getting up at 4, 4.30, so I was, yeah. Oh, no, no. Nope. See, you what you you gaining back your life right now. You gaining back years of your life. Yes. Oh, my God. And I just thank God that he didn't like, you know, it didn't show in my appearance. <laughs> I thank God he didn't show my appearance. <laughs> I know, because people are like, wait, so you go to bed at what time? And I was like, oh, you know, it's like one, you know, one thirty. I mean, whatever we doing, like if the mood yeah. strikes, you know, if we up, like if I'm watching TV or if I get an idea, I come in here and I just start doing it. And then the next thing I know is 4.30. But I was unwilling to give that, like, I was unwilling to give up my workout time. I was like, I'm not going to give up my workout time because this is what I need for me. But like now, oh, to be able to do it twice and to like call myself like getting stronger. I'm up there like doing core workouts with Robin Arzon. I'm like, what, what, girl? <laughs> There you go. So, I, love um, it. I love it. I love it. So I think I think that that is amazing. Okay, so let's see. Because wait, what are you doing? I just had to get my charger right quick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So another thing you said, um, I read is that you said there is power in being vulnerable. Yes. So I want to know: Has that always been the case for you? Is that something you've worked towards? And give us, ladies, some advice for our men that just refuse. I mean, I live with one that is like, I'm like, you don't feel nothing. <laughs> no, it, we we do feel it's just you know it's different. We don't feel every single thing that y'all may feel. Uh, no, I did not always have the power to be vulnerable at all. No, zero percent. I'm not gonna lie about it. That took a lot of time and a lot of being introspective and a lot of self-growing, right? To get to that point. I, it's necessary. It's necessary. Even when a person that has never been vulnerable, that moment that they can, whether it's by themselves or with someone else, it breaks everything down. You know, everything gets broken down. It's like such a, a weight is lifted off your shoulders. It's, and then when you can do it, it would be by, by being respectful, right? Uh, to yourself, not just other people. But I mean, you, people need to learn how to be respectful to themselves, also and be vulnerable in that regard. And, but for when it when it comes to men, like in relationships, <laughs> we're not even vulnerable to our homies, like to each other. Mm. And so I think. I think for us, I'm, I hate to say it, I, fellas, I got to call this out. You got to treat us like your pet. Like, give me a, <laughs> give me, you want me to be vulnerable, baby? I need to give me a treat. What are we going to do today? Like, <laughs> give me a treat. What are we, what are we doing today, babe? Like, um, I feel that people show vulnerability in different ways also, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it may not be a man's words, but it may be his actions that he does for you. Right. It may, it may be, 
and that and because vulnerability is, is a language that doesn't have to be used in the english text per se mm -hmm. and so i think that people need to pay be aware of that and be up uh, just be aware of that as well being vulnerable being vulnerable could be you seeing your man on, on his hands and knees Right by the bed when you th when he thinks you already sleep, right. that is a clear sign of him being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. And it might just be him needing that time for himself, you know. Right. And you don't got to say nothing about it. It just is what it is, you know. That mm -hmm. vulnerability doesn't have to be spoken with words, but like that. No, I like that, and I appreciate that. I was re I received that advice because I think a lot of times uh, I'm going to say myself. Um, because we think about the way that we need to receive information. Like I am, one of my love languages is um, words of affirmation. So from my husband, I'm always like trying to pull that out. <laughs> Whereas for him, it's like, you know, he says, no, but you know, I feel that way. Like I love you more than anything in this world. But do I, I have to say that exact statement to you every day? And I was like, no, you don't. But it's like for him, he's like, well, Duh, you know that, and I'm like, no, but please tell me. <laughs> tell me. Yeah, well, babe, I need to know this. Cause like, come on now. Yeah, I, I want to know how great like you think I am. Come on, tell me. <laughs> so, I think that's really that's really some really good advice um, that will be helpful because, um, yeah, I guess I I know I had not really thought thought about it and like that until you just said it and I'm like you know what that's true I mean when I come and he's reading his devotionals like that is his the same way I have my time with God that is his way of being able to have his time with God and and it does it take it to me that is like the epitome of like you because if you can give yourself to God and have those yes. conversations especially yes. as a man <laughs> Yes. Because it yes. wasn't always what the man, you know, man ain't in there like throw my hands up in the air and testify. <laughs> I mean, he like this. Look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I, like his shoulders moving. <laughs> I, I, know, I know the shoulder truck. <laughs> right. So, no, thank you for that. I like that. Okay. So. Now I want to talk about something you talked about on the when you were on the Breakfast Club. You mentioned you were working on this app that really helps to combat like negative thoughts and feelings and insecurities. Um, yes. Can you yes. can you talk about that at all? Yes, I can. No, absolutely. Because I, I I appreciate you asking about it because no one's ever asked since, and I was like, I actually said it. Um, it's the next thing coming out after my book. Uh, it's a uh, actually September fourth. Here in Texas, we are clear to start filming again. And I have this first season that I'm working on, it's called Motherhood. And there are things that, well, I'll start from the beginning. I'm working on a website to lower people's insecurities and raise their self-love via simply the subconscious mind by you watching the content that I provide. Mm -hmm. And because I believe that media has a role to play and a lot of the media that we see is very negative yes. this uh, there were about four reasons that occurred for me to come up to this idea and so i've come up with over 73 seasons the first season that we're going to start with is called motherhood and every single episode talks about a different facet of motherhood so for example one episode is two lesbian women 
that decide to have a child and one of them is apprehensive because of what her co-workers may feel about her because do they feel like she's not as dominant as strong uh, or do they will they think things differently of her so her and her wife in this story are dealing with that and we also have a, a woman that gives her child up for adoption and her sister now becomes pregnant and is and she's feeling some type of way because she gave her child up for adoption and, mm-hmm. and the mental battles that she's going through with that another episode is a uh, I don't want to say the title of it. It's called Grumpy Bear. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I love. I'm. I'll be working on so much stuff, but people just know that I have a book. I'll have so much that I'm working on because I care so much about people's self love and having, you know, just love yourself first, baby. That's all I say. And another episode, like I was saying, is postpartum depression, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge one. That's that's the episode called Grumpy Bear. It's so dope. I love it, but. <laughs> Outside of the TV show concepts, right, or outside of the TV shows, there will be a resource tab and in that resource tab is a forum to where I can anonymously say, hey, I felt this way today, right? Someone else could anonymously write back. Uh, the algorithms will always block out what's negative because mm-hmm. this is not a place to where this is a freedom of speech of positivity. That's how I'm gonna call it. I like that. And. Also on the resource tab will be, so my sister, for example, when I was on, when I was talking to Charlemagne on Breakfast Club, that episode was in regards to an insecurity that my sister has, which is her acne. Mm-hmm. But on the resource tab, my sister could write her dietary restrictions and put it on there. And so therefore people that also have that mm. can say, oh, okay, I have this as well. So this helped me out, right? right. Or for me, I have 4C hair. It's not an insecurity of mine, right? But a brother me need, I need to know sometimes what I need to put up in here, right? <laughs> yes. And so I know now, cause I, I talked to my homegirl, she told me, she put me on game. And the whole, that whole concept is called a more sweet, is just literally a media presence to talk about real things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got episodes on HIV and episodes on uh, being dark skinned. I got episodes on being uh, having being a man and having gynoplastia or male boobs. I have episodes on. I have so many different episodes of so many different insecurity types, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna break them all down. I love that. That's yes. really awesome. I mean, I definitely i the the dark skin episode. I have stories. I have <laughs> I stories. stories. If you are ever looking for, <laughs> no, yes, absolutely. I, I really I really will be. <laughs> Um, no, I think, I, man, that's awesome because like you said, I mean, every, for every person that opens up their phone, looks at TV, looks at anything, like people are just, it's not the first thing to always assume that you are enough mm-hmm. from what we see on TV or, or the, or Instagram. Cause everybody's out here living their best life on Instagram and you get only the, the best pieces of that life and you know and if you think about children you think about kids that are like 13 or 14 and they're seeing that or you just even think about people that are adults that just may not have like they may not be at a place to where they recognize okay I'm gonna go and talk to somebody or how I feel you know or it's the person that's just saying I should but I don't have time but having a place like this to go 
where other people say, no, you're not alone. I've experienced that very thing. And then here's the solution for how you can solve it. It's like the thing that like what you're giving people is what I say about people with therapy. I'm like, you shouldn't be looking for a short term fix. You need Correct. solutions that will help you for a lifetime. Correct. And, you know, like the acne story felt all of that, like all of that. Cause as a adult that still get the breakouts, just face be out here looking just like the pizza man came and he was like, Hey, let me just drop some of these zits or, um, you know, so, and then, so I definitely like, you know, like when you, when you actually talked about that on the um, breakfast, club, I was like, Oh, I know that I feel that pain. And you'd be like, uh-uh, don't touch me. Don't touch my face. <laughs> Yeah, that was the episode. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, so this—that's really. I, I can't wait for that. So, I hope that you will definitely keep me in the loop on when that's launching, so I can tell everybody about it. Um, gotcha. And you know, and you, as you probably already know, you're always welcome to come back and have a seat here, and um, you know, and, and talk with me. Talk with we can, you know, talk to anybody. Um, but for my audience, where can they purchase your book? and find you online and continue to follow um your story you're so sweet um thank you for that it is on ig mike underscore johnson mike johnson you'll find me on there mike underscore johnson uh, my book making the love you want you can find it on amazon or you can go to my website mikejohnsonsmile.com for pre-orders um and i will say lastly just love yourself, baby. That's it. That's it. Just love yourself. <laughs> I like that. That's great words from a wise man. So everybody, again, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody stay tuned. I'll be right back. Thank you. Are you ready to start a podcast, but don't know where to start? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free. There's an easy creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be easily heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (music) 
Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. And wow, what a great conversation. Thank you again to Mike for joining us today. Um, if you're not following him, you can find him on Instagram at Mike underscore Johnson. And also visit his website at MikeJohnsonSmile.com. And you should definitely sign up for his newsletter. Um, he drops some great inspirational nuggets weekly and go ahead and pre-order his book and get it because it's coming out in October and you definitely don't want to miss that. And as for us, you can find us at glowupgirl.com. You can find us at glowupgirl on Instagram. And when you're on our website, you can link over to all our other social um, spaces. As I mentioned before, um, this episode is also going to be available now on our YouTube channel. So please head over if you want to see a visual of our conversation as well. So before I go, thank you all again for taking a little time out of your day to spend it with me. I really, 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 really appreciate all of you. And a couple more things because I'm wrapping up and I actually have a lot of things to say to you today. Um, I do want to thank our sponsor, Perfect Match Jewelry. Um, They offer amazing nickel and lead-free jewelry for $5, and you can visit them at perfectmatchjewelry.com. Second, we are hosting our first-ever Glow Up Live event on September 25th at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. What is Glow Up Live? Hmm, I'm glad you asked. Glow Up Live, it's um, their curated events design with you in mind. And our first one is really going to be exciting. We're kicking it off with our friends over at Pound Rockout Workout. So it's an amazing workout. So if you love music, you love um, a full body cardio jam session that's all inspired by playing drums. Um, I have the ripsticks and I love them and I've been um, taking doing some of their workouts. But if you don't have ripsticks, the instructor is going to show you how you can just use your body weight or things in your house. So it's going to be a fun time. So head on over, tell your friends and sign up over at glowupgirl.com. And lastly, before I go, I'm going to leave you with a little glow inspiration. If you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everybody.